Hey, Vetfolio Voice listeners, it's Dr. Cassie, and on this podcast, sponsored in part by Hills, I'll be talking to Dr. Caitlin Grant, who's currently a resident in nutrition at Ontario Veterinary College. We started this podcast intending to talk about a day in the life of a nutrition resident and what a residency in nutrition looks like, and there's certainly a lot of that information here, but our talk also took us in a different direction, and we dove a bit into the varied opportunities that the field of veterinary medicine has to offer and how, with the many different opportunities available, even if being a general practitioner or even a practicing clinician in general is not for you, there's so many opportunities out there that can help emphasize our strengths and what we like to do. It was such a fun talk to do. Let me tell you a little bit about my guest and then we'll jump right in. Dr. Caitlin Grant is originally from Markham, Ontario and completed her undergraduate degree in animal biology at the University of Guelph. She then went on to attend Ontario Veterinary College and graduated with honors in 2014. After graduation, Dr. Grant became an associate veterinarian in a private mixed animal practice in Woodstock, Ontario. She thoroughly enjoyed her time in private practice, especially the daily interaction with clients and pets. Dr. Grant had an interest in nutrition before she became a veterinarian, and this interest grew during her three years in private practice. She made the decision to return to the Ontario Veterinary College and is now completing a Doctor of Veterinary Science degree and is a third-year resident of the European College of Veterinary and Comparative Nutrition. We're so excited to have the opportunity to talk to her, so without further ado, let's jump in. Hi, Dr. Grant. Thanks so much for being with us today. Thank you so much for having me. So tell us a little bit about yourself. What's your background? Where did you go to school? All that kind of stuff. So I'm a veterinarian and I'm living in Guelph, Ontario in Canada. I'm currently a graduate student and a nutrition resident at the Ontario Veterinary College here. So if I remember correctly, you were in private practice for three years. What made you decide you wanted to go back and do a residency? Yeah, so when I graduated vet school, I immediately got a job in private practice. So I did that for three years. It was a mixed animal practice, kind of in a rural location in Ontario. And I enjoyed that a lot. I learned a lot. It was great working with clients and it was great kind of seeing a variety of different species. But I always loved school. So I kind of knew in the back of my mind that at some point I would be drawn back to do another degree or to pursue something else. And I always really took an interest in nutrition, took several nutrition courses in my undergraduate degree, which I also did at the University of Guelph. So I took courses in animal nutrition, pet nutrition, wildlife nutrition. So I was always very interested. And then my time in practice, I learned and saw that nutrition was important. And it it came up in almost every appointment that I did, you know, whether it was from what kind of diet to select for a new puppy or kitten to using diet or using nutrition as a way to prevent or even to treat disease. And so when I was exploring some options as to what to do after my time in practice. A nutrition residency position came available at the Ontario Veterinary College, which is also where I graduated from. And so it just seemed like everything kind of clicked into place and that made sense as as to what my next step would be. Absolutely. And I know we don't have time today, but man, I wish I could just pick your brain about all of those cases that we see on a day-to-day basis where nutrition could make a huge difference for these animals and, you know, how you communicate that to clients, all that kind of stuff. Darn it, I'm sad we can't get into that today. Sometimes I think we forget how diverse this field that we got into really is. I mean, you're the perfect example. You went from 
rural private practice to a nutrition residency. And sometimes I think we forget just how many things we really can do with our degree. Yeah, that's a, a really good point. And I think that's one thing that it attracts a lot of us to the field of veterinary medicine is, you know, there are a lot of opportunities out there. And I think when we're accepted into vet school, I think a lot of us maybe picture ourselves in private practice. And so that's what a lot of us start out doing. But the more time you spend, you start to realize that there are a ton of other opportunities that are not just private practice. So whether it's specializing or working for the government or working in industry, teaching, you know, there's a whole wealth of different opportunities out there. And so I think it's a good thing to think about, you know, the, the things that you like about veterinary medicine and how you can do more of those things with the job that you choose. And I think just, you know, working together and playing to your strengths is important. I think you summed it up perfectly. Uh, you know, pick the thing that you like to do. And a lot of times there will be opportunities that really emphasize what you like to do and your strengths in this field. Yeah, exactly. And for me personally, I loved private practice, but it was the days were long and the on-call was not the most enjoyable. It was also difficult because I was in a mixed practice. You know, I was treating a dog one minute and then going on a farm call the next minute. And so that was, you know, very interesting and I, and I loved it, but I wasn't feeling like I was kind of the best at anything. And so specializing kind of gives you that opportunity to really focus on your strengths. I mean, so nutrition really was what was the perfect fit for me because I still get that opportunity to work with clients and work with pets, but I also get to spend time doing things that I like, like formulating diets and working with Excel, that type of thing. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. So let's talk about the residency itself. What does a residency in nutrition look like? Um, so a nutrition residency can either be a two or a three-year program. So my residency is three years long. There's two different nutrition colleges. So there's the American College of Veterinary Nutrition and then the European College of Veterinary Nutrition. And so each college has a kind of an application process and then a description of what that residency looks like and then requirements for what you need to complete or fulfill the requirements of the residency. And so I'm doing my residency through the European College. And so the requirements for that include that it's three years long, that I spend a minimum of 52 weeks in clinical practice, so on clinical service, so seeing nutrition appointments. And then I also have a research component to that, so I have to complete a research project. I have to have a few publications before the time I'm finished. I also have to give a presentation at an international conference. Yeah, and there are also teaching requirements as well. So being involved with teaching the veterinary students that are in vet school right now. So there's a whole list of different requirements that need to be fulfilled in order to complete the residency. And did I understand correctly that in addition to your residency and becoming board certified, you're also pursuing an additional degree, right? Yes, that's right. So um, I'm also pursuing a degree called a Doctor of Veterinary Science. This degree is unique to University of Guelph. So it's the only school that offers this degree. And it's really neat because it kind of goes along really well with the residency. So most of the residents at the vet college in other specialties, so like internal medicine, surgery, they also will do a, a DVSC degree. It's almost like a PhD. So the, the end of it, it's a higher level graduate degree. So it would allow me to you know teach at a university. And it's also three years long and requires that you do a research project that you write and 
defend a thesis and also that you spend some time doing clinical work in the field that you chose. So even though I'm doing two different things, they really actually complement each other really well. So by the end of it, I will hopefully have my DVSC degree and then also be a board certified veterinary nutritionist. Double doctor and board certified. That's impressive. What are some of the responsibilities of a nutrition resident? I know that that's kind of a big question, so we can we can break it up if we need to, but can you kind of summarize that for us as far as what your main responsibilities are? Sure. I'll start with maybe the responsibilities that I have when I'm on clinics, because that might be of most interest to the listeners. And so when I'm on clinics, my responsibilities are to help with any nutrition-related questions or cases that might be in the hospital. So the nutrition service at the Ontario Veterinary College really focuses on current patients that are in the hospital. And so what that means is that any sick animals that are in the ICU or that are hospitalized, we take some time in our day to kind of walk through the ICU, see what patients are in the hospital and see if there's any way that we can be of help um, as a support service. So whether that is, you know, coming up with some feeding plans while in hospital, including plans for feeding tubes, that type of thing. So that's kind of one role is just assessing the patients that are in the hospital and and determining who might be at risk and who might benefit from some more nutrition support. And then aside from that, we also do nutrition consultations for clients. So for example, if a client has had a pet in the hospital and they've then been sent home, but have a condition that's been diagnosed that could be of benefit for a nutrition consult, then they can actually meet with us. And we we do one-on-one consultations with the owner where they come in and then we do the consultation and then make some recommendations. And those recommendations are either trying to select an appropriate commercial food or a lot of our patients also are eating homemade diets. And so that's a big part of my day as well is working on some homemade diet formulations to make sure that they're appropriately balanced. Sure. And that's where you're talking about the math and the Excel and everything like that. I think that does seem kind of fun to sit there and be able to kind of put these pieces together to make a whole diet. Yeah, I enjoy it quite a lot. Yeah. And then other parts to the day would be if we've got students on rotation with us, then I'm including them in those consults so that they can be part of it. And then we also do some round sessions throughout the week with fourth year veterinary students that are in different rotations. So we meet with the students that are on their ICU rotation. We meet with students that are on their internal medicine rotation, as well as the primary healthcare rotation. And so we sit down with them for usually about an hour or so. And that's an opportunity for students to present cases that they've seen and get kind of our our input on how they should approach the nutritional management. So that's a big part of the day as well. Oh my goodness. I feel like that's so important in whatever aspect of veterinary medicine you go into. I mean, particularly private practice to know the basics, to just kind of have the groundwork on how to work through some of these nutritional questions. You know, a big part to that as well is helping the the fourth year veterinary students recognize what they can do in, in private practice with nutrition, but then also maybe some cases where they could think about referral. Sure. And knowing that resource is out there and the value that's in that resource. Yeah, exactly. What is your particular research interest? So my research project is looking at the intake of essential nutrients in obese cats when they are being energy restricted for weight loss. And so when we have obese cats, we're, we're putting on them, them on weight loss plans and we're restricting the calories to induce weight loss. And so I'm really interested in looking at what their intake of those essential nutrients is during that time, comparing those intakes to what the uh, requirements are. So important. I mean, 
we know feline obesity is a problem for a number of reasons, and then it's an even bigger challenge to get them to lose weight in a healthy way that promotes owner compliance. What are some of the other situations in which veterinarians, either general practitioners like myself or specialists, could benefit from the support of a nutritionist? I'm sure there's a lot of areas out there that we don't even think about. Yeah, that's a really great question. So I think just looking at the types of cases that I see as a resident, I can probably answer or give some examples of cases that you might think about referring. Because the, the one biggest thing is the time that you have as a, as a general practitioner. And I can remember this from when I was in private practice. You know, you don't have a lot of time to go into details about nutrition all the time. So even for, for weight loss plans, you know, they, they are fairly simple and general practitioners can can put those together, but just the follow-up time that is needed often with these owners, sometimes it's nice to, to kind of put those off and have a nutritionist handle that. Other cases where you might consider getting the help of a nutritionist would be homemade diets. So I know in Ontario anyways, in my area, it seems like that's a common or becoming popular for people to want to feed either raw or homemade diets. And so as a nutritionist, we can have access to different formulation software so we can really understand and put together recipes that would be complete and balanced for individual patient. And that's just not really something that a general practitioner necessarily has access to or has the time to, to really do that. Another big one is when you've got a patient that has multiple disease conditions. And so if you think of, you know, for example, your cat that has, you know, stage three chronic kidney disease, maybe she's also diabetic or she's also overweight or has some pancreatitis, you know, how do you prioritize those disease conditions and how do you figure out what's the best food? You know, do you just go with a renal diet? Do you go with weight loss diet? You know, what's really the best choice there? So a nutritionist can kind of help identify the nutrients that you really want to manipulate for each of those different disease conditions and help select an, an appropriate diet. Kind of one last one that a nutritionist could help with would be your in-hospital patients that need feeding support. So putting in feeding tubes, but then also doing all the calculations for the feeding plans. That's something that a nutritionist can help with as well. Absolutely. So many areas where we can benefit from working together. I know I personally have called into some of the nutritional support lines for help picking a diet, especially if it's a situation kind of like what you described where I have a patient with multiple conditions. And it is so nice when you call in because all of a sudden you have the answer because you guys are so good at this. And it's, well, feed this and you can tweak this this way. And I know anytime I've called in, I'm so appreciative of the help because it's way beyond anything that I would be able to figure out on my own as a general practitioner. Right. But I think the important thing to remember with that too is that's what we spend our day doing, right? We spend our day comparing diets and making these recommendations. So, you know, that's why we can come up with answers, right? Because we're spending so much time comparing diets that I may know of a diet right away that kind of fits the needs that you're looking for. Whereas in general practice, you're seeing so many different patients and you're doing so many different things. You know, you don't have time to look at the product guides and really compare all the different diets on your spare time. So I think it's just playing to your strengths and then recognizing where somebody else might be able to do it more efficiently or just has more experience and can kind of give you the help that you need faster. Absolutely. It's been amazing to me just the amount of knowledge you guys have at your fingertips. We're so appreciative of what you do. Speaking of these 
consults. Can you talk a little bit about what kind of job opportunities are available for a veterinary nutritionist? So there are a few different areas that nutritionists could go into and find a job. So the biggest ones would be like academia. So teaching or especially like at a veterinary school where there's maybe a nutrition service. So that's a big one. Another one would be industry. And so if we think of the big pet food companies, they all have board certified veterinary nutritionists that work for them. So if we think of like Royal Canin and Purina Hills, they've all got board certified veterinary nutritionists as part of their team. Research is another big one. And that often goes along with jobs that are in academia. And then the last sector would be private practice. So you could have a nutritionist that is just focusing on clinical work and doing nutrition consultations privately. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I never really thought about as private practice, but that definitely makes sense. What are your plans after residency? Do you have any in particular? I've got a few different ideas of what I'd like to do. I, I'll see kind of what works out. I have really great relationships with some industry partners and I love that. I don't necessarily think I want to have an industry job though, because I kind of like having all those different relationships and keeping that open and kind of having a, a non-biased uh, point of view. I really enjoy teaching. So I really like when I get to do those round sessions with the veterinary students. Um, so I'd like to have have a role where I could continue to do that in some capacity. But my biggest passion is the clinical work. I really, really enjoy talking to owners and helping them with their pets. And so I want to try to find a job where I can do mostly clinical work and maybe some teaching and maybe a little bit of research on the side. So I'll see what I can do. So I feel like you really did a great job of bringing this full circle and talking about, well, I really like private practice. I like working with the clients, but I've got this passion for nutrition. And if you're able to work it out in the end, kind of bringing it back around and taking that part of practice that you love, but not losing your ability to work with clients and not having to sacrifice one to get the other and talking about the diversity of this field and how you can really play to your strengths. Yeah, exactly. So I hope that it works out that I can make that happen where I'm doing clinical work, but only nutrition. Fantastic. So just for fun here at the end, can you tell us a little bit about your own pets? I understand you have a cat that's a little bit of a nutrition project at home. Yes, I do. So when I started my residency, I had three dogs and one cat and I was like, perfect. I'm going into your residency. No more pets because a lot of those animals got surrendered to me when I was in private practice. So I thought starting residency, okay, I'm capped off with the number of pets I have. And then within the first couple of months, there was this tiny little kitten was in the ICU that was a Humane Society cat and she had intestinal intussusception. So her intestines were all twisted off on each other. So she required surgery and she had most of her, I think all of her ileum actually removed. And so she had short bowel syndrome and the surgery resident that was on the case was actually a classmate of mine. She came and asked for a nutrition consult. So I went and looked at this tiny little kitten and I figured, you know what, she probably needs to come live with a nutrition resident. And so that's how I got Matilda. Just over two now. Um, and she's doing great. I've got her on B12 supplement because of her short bowel syndrome, but otherwise she's doing great. Aw, that's fantastic. Well, Dr. Grant, thank you so much for being here with us today. I feel like we've learned a lot about veterinary nutrition and veterinary nutritionists and all the rigorous training that it takes to become one and how we can really benefit from working together. So I just really appreciate you being here with us today. Thank you very, very much for having me. This was a lot of fun. And like you can probably tell, I love nutrition and I love talking about it. So thanks again for having me. 
All right, guys, I hope you enjoyed that talk as much as I did. A big thank you to Dr. Grant for joining us, and thank you to Hills for sponsoring this event. If you'd like to find out more about this and other exciting podcasts, click on the Education tab on Betfolio's website. As always, we'd love to hear your input on this session, as well as ideas for topics you'd like to hear from us in the future. Feel free to reach out to me at dvm at vetfolio.com. You can also visit my Facebook page at Dr. Cassie DVM, and you can find me on LinkedIn. And remember, if one animal is better off because of you today, it's a great day.